Welcome to the Healing Journeys Today podcast. Today we've got an amazing message of hope and healing just for you. God's Word never returns to Him void, so let this message sink deep into your heart so that you can walk out your complete healing journey today. Hello, my friends. Welcome to Healing Journeys Today. I am Teresa Hotelling, and we are going to talk about, we're going to start talking about uh, a topic that I get emails about every week from longtime believers, people who have been believing for a long time, from newbies who are, have only been saved for a short time, and that is hearing from God. It seems to be, unfortunately, something that many, many people have difficulty doing. And you know what? In the beginning, I didn't hear from God. I didn't know what his voice sounded like. I didn't know when it was him talking to me. I I was in the same boat. And, you know, after the last month or so of teaching on relationship with God and seeking God, I just thought that this was a really good place to go next, because as you're seeking him, remember we talked about seeking him through prayer, through quiet, through the word, through fellowshipping with others. As you're seeking him, you need to you need to know how to hear his voice. How do how do you know when it's God? Right. So hearing God has saved me. Spirit soul, and body. When I was five, I heard the gospel message, and that is God speaking, right? Isn't the gospel message God speaking, right? So I heard the gospel message, and my spirit was saved from eternal damnation. How about my soul? I can't tell you how many times he has healed my soul, how a word from him has has been a, a bandage for my soul, has has healed my soul. And, and, you know, the first time I can really think of hearing his voice clearly, the first time I heard his voice clearly that I can remember was in December of 2007. And I was at the lowest point in my life that any person could be at. I had just found out my second husband was cheating on me with a man. I was drinking like a fish. I was I was in one of those pits that you, you can't see the top of, right? And it was hearing God in that moment of complete emptiness, of complete darkness, where he reached in and he says to me in that still small voice, I have never left you, even though you have run from me. And, you know, guys, that, that spoke God's goodness to me. That in the midst of my rebellion, in the midst of my mess, that he still spoke to me. And you know what? The entire time that I was in rebellion, he was speaking to me. I just wasn't hearing him. I had, I had turned that voice off, but you know, in that moment in December of 2007, it was his goodness, his goodness in the midst of my mess. And it was his mercy 
that reached in and pulled me out of that pit. It was his mercy. In his mercy, he spoke to me when I was ready to hear him. He pulled me out of the miry clay. He pulled me out of the pit and he healed my soul. Now I had a lot of healing to do after that in my soul, but that was the beginning of healing for my soul. And he really rescued me. He saved my soul in that moment. I love David's prayer in Psalm 41. Psalm 41 verse one. This is a prayer of, of David after he is really, really messed up, which he managed to do a whole bunch of times, even though he was the man after God's own heart. Right. But it says, I said, Lord, be merciful to me. Heal my soul, for I have sinned against you. And that is exactly where I was in that place. And in God's mercy, he spoke and he pulled me out of that pit. And how did I know that was God? I knew it was God because of the impact that it had on my life and the fruit that came of it. After I heard that voice, I had joy. I had hope. I had patience and I had mercy. I demonstrated mercy. I demonstrated mercy to my, my ex. Hearing his voice will bear fruit in your life. So he healed my spirit. He saved my spirit. He saved my soul on more than one occasions from depression, from being overcome with grief. He saved my soul through his words to me, through hearing his voice. And he has saved my body on more than one occasion. One, he saved my uh, he brought healing to my body, saved it in that sense through hearing God, but also physically saving physically my body in the Middle East. March 13th, 2014, Teresa, you are healed from the top of your head to the tip of your toes. That was him speaking to me. But up until that time, I had been hearing him speak to me. Uh, things that I needed to learn, things that I needed to know, places I needed to grow, things I needed to let go of. All of these things were I heard from God. And do not forget that it was just a few years before that, that I didn't hear him at all. It might have even been not a year before that, that I didn't hear him at all. So I want to encourage you that even if you think you can't hear, this is what we're going to talk about tonight, that you can hear and you should and you should hear. That's what you're going to come out of, of tonight with this. So he healed my body. His word brought healing to my body. His word allowed me to receive that healing that I knew that was in there. For so many years, I knew I was healed, but it was his words. It was the things that he spoke to me that allowed me, that enabled me to finally receive. In the Middle East, that is where I became super sensitive to his voice. Him telling me, don't turn right. Him telling me, don't go the way you normally go today. Him telling me, you know what? Just don't even go out of the house today. Physically protect his divine protection given to me through his words. And he is speaking all the time, but it's our hearers sometimes. We get confused. We don't know how to hear. We don't know how to even begin to start hearing, right? 
but it just takes one word. This is why it's so important to hear him because it just takes one word to change everything for you. I remember um, after Patrick's second year of Bible college, he was finished. He graduated second year and he was done with school. He was not going back to school, but he had gone to Nicaragua for his mission trip. And when he came back, he was on fire for missions. And he was like, how do I get back to Nicaragua? What do I do to get back to Nicaragua? What do I do to, you know, start doing, doing missions? And he was working one day and he had a spot at work where he would go and he would just talk to God. And, and, um, and God said to him one day, well, you could go to mission school. So within a week, he was signed up. This, this man who was completely against going another year and didn't want to go now couldn't get there quick enough. One word from God changed the trajectory of our lives. In 2018, God started talking to me about fully known ministries. Being able to hear him has, has helped me uh, is, is the reason fully known ministries exists. He's where I got the name. He's where I, he's how I do everything. It's because I hear him. And then I teach from the overflow of what I hear from him. I have a book, the unhealed believer on a word from God, Teresa, write a book. And that word is a promise that I'm going to write a book because he is faithful and he will do it, right? So I, I, I'm just trying to get across to you using examples of my own life of, of how important it is to hear from God. Because guys, he's got the answer to every question. He's got the solution to every problem that you have. It is vital that we as believers hear and are led by God. Hearing him is the source of all faith, right? Romans 10, 17 says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Now in context, that is talking about the message. When it says um, faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God, it's talking about the gospel message. And when you hear the gospel message, you receive that faith that you need to accept Christ. But after you accept Christ, there is a hearing. It is a continuous hearing that needs to keep going on. You need to keep hearing, keep continually hearing because your journey is not done until you take your last breath. And we need him every step of the way through every season of life. No matter where we go, we need to hear his voice because he's already been where we're going and he knows how to get there and he knows the best way for us to get there to avoid the pitfalls and and all of these things. So hearing his voice is so important and it just I know because I've been there and it just it hurts when when longtime believers say I I can't hear God. I don't hear God. I don't know what it means to hear God. You know, how do you differentiate between God and yourself and the and the Holy Spirit, right? These are very very common questions that I'm very much hoping to answer for you in the next couple of weeks of, of teaching. So first we have to know uh, that you can hear from God. And that's what we're going to talk about tonight. But speaking, let's, let's just put this 
uh, let's just put this one to rest. God is always speaking. God isn't not speaking. God is always speaking. In the beginning, in the very beginning, he spoke, right? He spoke and he created things with his words and he has been speaking ever since. Do you know in the Old Testament alone, it says things like, and God spoke to so-and-so or the word of the Lord came to so-and-so over 2000 times in the Old Testament. God is very chatty, right? He talks a lot because he knows all the answers and he wants to give his kids the answers. Let me give you just a couple of examples in the in the Old Testament. Psalm 91. These are these are really good. That's why we're going to read them. Psalm 91 verse 15. If I can. New Bible pages still sticking together. Psalm 91:15 says, "He shall call upon me and I will answer him." I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. When you call on him, he will answer. Do you realize that that's a promise? That's a promise from God. When you call on me, I will answer, right? He's talking to you. When you talk to him, he talks to you. And sometimes when you're not talking to him, he's talking to you. Isaiah chapter 65 verse 24. And it shall come to pass that before they call, I will answer. And while they are still speaking, I will hear them. So even before he can start the conversation, even before you call, I will answer. And if you haven't called, how you know, he's answering something, which means he knows your thoughts. He knows what you're going to say. But I love that. Even before you call on him, he will answer. He will speak first. That's never an issue with me. <laughs> Jeremiah 33. Jeremiah 33, verse 3. Just examples of God speaking. Ooh, one of my favorites, call to me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. Call on me and I will answer you. Again, this is a promise that he is speaking to you, that he wants to speak to you. You know, in the New Testament, God spoke to Mary. He spoke to Joseph. He spoke to Saul. He spoke to the shepherds. He spoke to the wise men. He spoke to Cornelius in a dream. He's God is all through the Bible. God is speaking. So what makes us think, what makes you think, because I don't think that way anymore. What makes you think that he is no longer speaking? That he isn't speaking to you. He speaks to everybody all the time. Why would he stop now? And because speaking is his nature, Speaking is also your nature, right? Because you were created in the image of God. We were created to speak and create things. We were created to speak and change the atmosphere. Do you know that you can change the atmosphere of a room just by walking in and saying certain things in a certain tone? Come on, we've all done it. You can either 
lift up that atmosphere or you can bring down that atmosphere very, very quickly. But anyway, that's not the point. God says that it was not good for man to be alone because fellowship is important. We were made for communication, right? If we weren't made for communication, if we weren't made to speak to one another, if we weren't made to speak to him, him speaking to us and us speaking to him, then he wouldn't have given us a voice then there would have been no point in giving us a voice if we weren't meant, if we weren't created to speak, to have fellowship one with the other. And, you know, at the heart of this is really is is relationship, is relationship with him. And we'll talk about that a little bit more. But do you know God wants to speak to you because he loves you? I want to speak to Patrick because I love Patrick. God wants to speak to you because he has good plans for you, because he knows the answers to all of your questions, because he has the solutions to all of your problems. Not only that, but turn to Psalm 138, verse 8. This is another reason God wants to talk to you. Psalm 138, verse 8. You can turn like two pages in Psalms and be like 10 chapters later, you know? I always find it so hard to get there. Okay, Psalm 138, verse 8 said, The Lord will perfect that which concerns me. Your mercy, O Lord, endures forever. Do not forsake the work of your hands. Now, in context, this is talking about his mercy, Okay, he's talking about his mercy and in his mercy, he perfects the things that concern you. And in the Hebrew, it has a different meaning than what I'm going to share with you today. We're going to take it in concept today as opposed to in context. Okay, uh, in context, it's talking about God's mercy pulling you out of situations, of, of stressful situations, okay? But I want to look at this in, a, in another light because I think that his word is big enough to hold multiple meanings for multiple verses as long as they all line up with the big picture of what his word says, right? So in the context of God speaking to you, Okay, let's look at this verse. The word concern in the dictionary, not in the Strong's Concordance, but in the dictionary says a matter of interest or importance to someone. First of all, did you notice that it said the Lord will perfect that which concerns you? It didn't say he perfects the things that concern him. It's not all about him and what he wants. It says he perfects, brings to completion the things that concern you. He wants to talk to you about the things that are important to you, the things that interest you. He wants to have more conversation than just about what you can do for him. He wants to know your thoughts. He wants to know your feelings. He wants to talk to you. He cares about every aspect of your life. He cares about 
how you're going to get that stain out of that brand new white shirt. He cares about how you're going to potty train your kids. He cares about why your washer is making that funny noise. He wants communication with you because he has the answers to all of these questions and all of these concerns. 1 John 2.20 says that he knows all things. I think it actually says, you have an unction from the Holy One and you know all things. Well, it's the Holy One that knows all things. He knows all things and he wants to communicate all things with you. Are you seeing that? So let's talk about this you can here because I want to convince every person listening that you can hear. You have all of the elements in place that you need to hear. And we saw already that God is speaking, right? So it comes down to us hearing him. So let's talk about how he communicates. And I'm talking like the mechanics of it, okay? Not not the ways or the means or the methods, but actually, how does he communicate with you, right? So first of all, we're gonna we're gonna explain this in three or four verses. First, we'll start in Proverbs twenty, verse twenty-seven. How does he actually talk to you? Proverbs twenty, verse twenty-seven says, "The spirit of a man." Your spirit is the lamp of the Lord, searching all the inner depths of the heart. What, before there was electricity, what was a lamp used for? A lamp was used for seeing things. A lamp was seeing things. A lamp was used for getting places. It might have been a candle and not a lamp because there was no electricity back then, but it was used to light the way, to light the path. So what this verse is saying, that he uses your spirit to guide you, okay? That's where we're starting. And then go over to John 4, 24. I'm just going to read it to you. John 4, 24 says that God is spirit, and those that worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. God is a spirit. You are a spirit because you're created in his image. Your spirit is the real you. God communicates with you and leads you by your spirit. He speaks to your spirit, man. He does not speak directly to your reasoning mind. He does not speak to your will. He does not speak to your emotions. Your spirit and his spirit are in constant communion one with the other. So he communicates with your spirit. And then it's, remember, we're just talking mechanics here. Okay. And then your spirit communicates with your mind through thoughts or impressions or visions or, and we'll get into all of the different ways that that can happen in a, in a later teaching. So he communicates with your spirit and your spirit then relays that information to your mind. And this is why most often his voice sounds like your voice. 
which is why it can be confusing sometimes. Well, is that me or is it God? But when you begin to know God, when you have relationship with God, it becomes very clear a lot of the times whether it is him or whether it is you. But we'll talk more about that later. So he speaks to you through your spirit, and he does that through the Holy Spirit. So let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Oh, 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, and let's read 9 through 12. It says, but as it is written, I has not seen nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed them, has revealed what? His wisdom, that's what it's just talking about there, to us through his spirit, communicating his wisdom to us through our spirit. For the spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of man except the spirit of man which is in him? Your spirit knows everything about you. It knows your thoughts, your feelings, your emotions, everything. Your spirit knows you better than you, your mind knows yourself. So even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. The spirit of God knows the deep things of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. The things of God are known by the spirit of God, the Holy Spirit. And we all have, as born again believers, have been given the spirit of God. His spirit communicates with our spirit. This wisdom and knowledge that's communicated us to us through the Holy Spirit is a free gift. It's just something that happens, guys, when you are born again. You get that new spirit. God gives the Holy Spirit to you, and they are in constant communion. He's revealing. He, there's a difference between... We're not going to get into revelation knowledge, okay? We'll do that in a whole other other series. But just know that this is how he communicates with you. The Holy Spirit knows the thoughts of God, knows the deep things of God, which means that your spirit man knows the deep things of God, knows the heart of God, can hear. They're in communion. They're in fellowship. He has given you the spirit so that you can communicate with each other. You know, let's look at John 14, 26. John 14, 26. says, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things. This is what I want you to hear here and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. Okay. He wouldn't have any reason to say that if he wasn't saying anything to you right? If he wasn't saying anything, there would be nothing to bring to your remembrance. So this is just, again, a little nudge for you that he is speaking to you, that you can hear him because he is speaking. 
If you have a born again spirit, if you have accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior, you can hear him. There are no exceptions to this. None whatsoever. If you are born again, you have the ability to hear him. This is a blanket rule here. This isn't for some and not for others. This isn't just for the, the fivefold ministry people. This is for every single person who has accepted Christ as Lord and Savior. Now, I don't know how that actually happens. That is about as far as I have an understanding of how he communicates with us. I know that he is a spirit, that I am a spirit, and that I have the Holy Spirit, and that we communicate in that way, that he has given me the Holy Spirit so that I can hear him. Apart from that, I don't know how it works. It'd be like asking me, how does your hairdryer work? Well, I know what a hairdryer is. I know what a hairdryer does. I don't know the inner workings of the hairdryer, but it still works for me. I don't know the inner workings of the computer, but it works for me. I don't know how the internet works but it works for me. I don't know the intricacies, the details. Well, how does that work? I don't know, but it works. The system that he put in place to be able to speak to you, to have constant fellowship with you, it works. You can still use it even if you don't understand it because now you know that you have all of the inner elements that you need in order to speak to God and be spoken to by God and hear God. All I need to know is that he's speaking and that I can hear him. Now, not only can you hear him, but the word says that we should hear him. And then I don't know why you wouldn't want to hear him, although that's that's going to be in one of the reasons why some people don't hear is because they don't want to hear, even though they don't know they don't want to hear. They really don't want to hear because they're afraid of what they're going to hear. But anyway, let's not go there. So you should be hearing from God. And I want to show it. he is speaking and you should be hearing him. OK, it is that important. So turn over to Romans 8, and please don't stress about this. If you're having difficulty hearing from God, please don't stress. We're going to talk about this in depth. I'm going to share examples with you. I'm going to give you practical tips on how you can start hearing, how to start recognizing his voice, uh, and, and just different, different things that you can do, okay? So don't stress. I want tonight to be an encouragement to you that if you're one of those that says, I can't hear, you know that you can, you can hear. You have the same inner elements that I have to hear as, uh, uh, as I have to hear. You can hear. So let's read Romans 8, 14. It says, and then we're going to close here. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God... Those are the sons of God. The children of God are supposed to be led by the spirit of God. Now notice what it said. It says, for as many as are led. 
this says that not all the children of God or the sons of God are going to be led by the spirit of God. Not all are going to hear. I, I love the amplified translation of this verse because it's, it's going to say it in a way that I'm not able to say it, that I think it will make a lot more sense to you. So Romans 8, 14 in the Amplified says, for all who are allowing themselves to be led by the spirit of God are sons of God. We should be led by the spirit of God and we can't be led by the spirit of God, if he is not communicating with us, if he is not speaking to us, right? He's saying here that as my kid, I will lead you by my spirit. I will communicate with you. I will talk to you about the things that concern you. I will talk to you about the issues you're facing. I will talk to you. I will give you the answers. I will give you the solutions. This is what we are promised as a child of God, that we can be led by the spirit of God. He wants to tell you what's what. He wants to straighten things out for you. He he is speaking to you, right? So you can hear and you should hear. So why don't you? Why aren't you hearing? We're going to go through some of the most common reasons um, that I get in emails that I've experienced myself. And I'll give you some examples from my own life of why people don't think they can hear or why they don't hear. And that's where we're going to start. I hope you guys are excited about this. I hope this has been encouraging to you tonight. I want you to think about that this week that I can hear I have, I am a spirit. God is a spirit. He's given me his Holy Spirit who knows everything that he has to say to me. And I have him on the inside of me, right? So use that as a point of encouragement this week. I want you to guys to know how much I love and appreciate you. Let me, uh, let me say a prayer over you guys tonight and uh, then we'll close. So Father God, I thank you so much for this time that we have tonight. I thank you for your precious sheep that have joined us, that will be joining us on the replay. I thank you, Lord, that their hearts are encouraged, that they have hope, Lord, that where there was no hope, there is now hope. Where there was only darkness, there is even a glint of light, Lord, that they know now that you are constantly speaking to them and that they can hear, that there's nothing to prevent them from hearing your voice. I just thank you, Lord, that you make this teaching real to them, that you show them in your word that you are speaking. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And we just give you all the praise and all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. We hope you got some great nuggets of wisdom out of that teaching. Thank you for listening to the Healing Journeys Today podcast. And don't forget, you can find us live on Facebook and YouTube seven days a week. If you would like to donate, please go to www.healingjourneystoday.com. Isaiah 53.5 says, And by His stripes, we are healed.
God bless you.